welcome to uh, uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with with Mark Gritty Craig from the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com, and myself, Joe Oberly from uh, VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTSD.com. Mark, uh, the, the Vikings did it again. They're on a six-game winning streak in all one-score games. Last year, they lost eight one-score games. They're seven and one, the second best record in the league. At some point, we have to stop doubting who they are. Your record is what you is what you. Your record is who you are. Is what what that famous quote from Bill Parcells is. And you know, I I agree with that to a degree. I still want to. You know, I, I still think think the next three weeks are going to be even more telling about this team than the previous eight have. But uh, um, I I'm. I mean, I do the gritty, but I am giddy about this team. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the irony of the Parcells quote was 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 Zim last year trying to get out from underneath that, saying the complete opposite was going on at this point last year. And Zimmer was saying, "Look at all the good things we've done, and we're still losing." Well, now, you know, it's um, you know, this is a it's kind of it's become a charm season. It's become like 2017 become like in a way it looks like 2009 and um you know to me it's uh I, I picked against them last week because i was convinced that it just felt like it, it was time for a loss and it also felt like the kicker was gonna you know hurt him at some point the fact that they came down the fact that they came down to this you know this situation that i kind of saw okay you know uh, they're the, either the PAT in the fourth quarter or that last, you know, they, they played, they took three points off the board and I know it's just a chip shot and everything, but I'm thinking the pressure that was on Joseph at that point, when they take the three points off and they run the clock down to nothing. I'm thinking this has like the look, the, the feeling of a Blair Walsh, you know, a hundred yards left or right yeah. or whatever. And he made it, you know, so these are the kind of things that I feel like, yeah, they're not blowing anyone out, but they're doing things that, um, to me, the NFL is always about when you're a little too high, you, you get knocked down. When you're low, you, you come up. Um, they're, even though they're only winning one-score games, they're doing things that you need to win. And you can just see, you know, I'm not a big fan of all the gritty stuff, and, but that's, that's all right. This, this team is so confident right now, and they're building confidence. And, um, you know, I – you know, I, I the Kirk stuff. That's kind of uh, that's um, that's not my cup of tea to watch guys doing all that stuff. But that's it's genuine, I think. And um, so, yeah, it's it has a special feeling to it, and it has a there's confidence that's growing with this team. Um, and someone was asking, well, is it is it winning, or do they just have the personalities and all this stuff? It's winning. It's winning, winning, winning. When you're winning, everything comes together, uh, and, it, and it smooths over rough edges. Uh, I'm not saying that they that they don't have the personalities, the leadership they do, but this all this wouldn't be happening if they were four and four or five and three. I mean, this is a special feeling on this team. In years past, uh, um, loss losses turned into where it seemed like you when you look at the field that you know everybody's dreading the Vikings trying to make a comeback and they do it Kirk even looks nervous and makes nervous plays I think the, what we're seeing this year is that confidence building and confidence in sports any sport is is a huge factor I, I don't think you can downplay it uh, you can always get overconfident but if you have confidence you can go down in the fourth quarter and feel like I can score on all these three possessions go and get this game and go and win it if not in regulation and overtime in fact there was i heard tell they were talking about that on the sidelines you know they had broadcast said they probably have three possessions left in the fourth quarter and they scored on every one and that's phenomenal i mean for any team i mean that's the kind of stuff rogers came you came to expect to do aaron Rodgers and us were always hoping and wishing well this is this is a different feeling i mean that like I said, I'm still holding out that one caveat, this this tough part of their schedule coming up. Let's see how they play for a three-week schedule when you're playing really decent teams and and see how they do. If if, if they, they go belly up like they did in Philly, uh, then then you have to, to re-examine them. If they compete in every one and maybe lose the last score game, I, I, I'm still bullish on the, on, on the Vikings this season. Yeah, and, gr- and granted, it, they did score and all this, but things are happening to this team that's – kind of like you know 
not saying it's luck because you, you do make your own luck in this league, but um, you know, uh, uh, t- Taylor Heineke air mailing that ball right to Harrison Smith. I mean, I mean, I the one that a you, you, prayer too. Right. That was a total prayer in the triple right. coverage. Harrison Smith or, or a guy like that can go a season and not have an interception and then go like six games where balls are just being – I mean, I remember in 2003, Brian Russell had nine picks. I swear to God, eight of them had to have been like guys just walking over and handing it to them. Uh, just, you know, I guess you're in the right place, right time, but it was these horrendous plays. And then that gives them, what, a 12-yard field to uh, score the right. touchdown and – um, you know, and now we're seeing uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Josh Allen, but you know, suddenly Josh Allen's arm, his arm is not uh, is he's got a bum elbow. He might not play, which would set up the irony, which uh, or the classic, um, the charmed present of of Kevin O'Connell against the charmed pass of Case Keenum coming head to head. Who who wins that? And that uh, that's uh, yeah, that, in that battle of horseshoes. Who wins that battle of horseshoes? The, 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 that's that's wrong. That's not the, the case. It's a case, a matter of all these starting quarterbacks are afraid to play the Vikings. They're yeah. going to find a way to get out. We'll talk about the Bills uh, in a in another segment. But for right now, um, I got to ask you last night. I got to talk about Kirk Cousins first of all. Uh, did, did did I hear right this morning that he was on the Manning cast last night? That that's what I heard. I have not. Uh, I love the Mannings. I I haven't really watched a lot of that, but uh, it's, it's it's I heard fun it was. It's fun to watch. Sometimes it's 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 very awkward, but it's fun, and that's part of what makes it uh, fun. But uh, he's everywhere. He's on he's on all over social media. Kirk is he's you know he's uh, this is what happened after the Minneapolis miracle, all this buildup and all this media attention. So get ready for a next weekend. Because, wow, you know, wow! So you're making your pick now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I got I got my pick lined up for later. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I I wrote a story for uh, Purple PTSD this week on on Kirk Cousins, saying you know Kirk, love him or hate him, Kirk is our guy. Maybe it's time to start loving him. So check that out. But you know the thing is, he did it again, and he went back to where he started in in KC or in uh, Washington with KOC. Um, he didn't have great stats, but when it mattered, he was he came up big. He 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 led the team down two uh, points and three times in the fourth quarter, and it's almost like you know you look over what's happening in Green Bay. It's like uh, there's invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers morphed into Kirk's body because making these last minute wins, six of them, six out of the last six games is one score games, and that just by odds you shouldn't win all of them you know it does it doesn't happen enough but they're doing something right and a lot of it has to do with kirk great passes to jj great pass that pass to cook was phenomenally feathered that one in there great catch too by cook but uh and he hung in there that 47 yarder to jj he got drilled and he hung in there you know and I, I, he does that he's done that throughout his career he stuck he stayed in there when he knew the rush was coming he hasn't done it always because he gets pressured all the time. But I think he went to watch and he's fired up. He was going to take that shot and he threw that. Oh God, what a pass. I mean, that's, that's the stuff you wait for to watch. That's what you enjoy. Go off. Well, that, you know, that, that's why, you know, his interception before the half and you and I have talked about it, um, but his interception before the half, you know, you could sit there, you, know, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Kirk needs to be the guy that, takes that shot down the field and takes the risk. And we've seen so many times where Kirk will do a three and out in a key situation where he's, he's playing close to the vest. And we're like, wow, we need Kirk to like give the 50, 50 balls to the, to the, let his players make plays and all this stuff. Um, And he was doing that. He was giving his, his outs, his great receiver a chance to make a play. It costs them three points in a close game and a one score. You know they, they know they're going to be involved in a one score game. It costs them a, a key a field goal at the end of the half. But I, I'm okay with that. I, you need that. You need more of that. You need Kirk um, taking chances, but you know not crazy. He's not. He's never going to be Brett Favre, um, and that's okay because there's only one, only one Brett. There's really only one great quarterback that got away with. Uh, it's played in the in the modern days it's gotten away with throwing that many interceptions and still be a great quarterback right. but uh, you know, he, he needs to do that and then uh, the throw that that throw you're talking about the 47 yarder you know that is Kirk and that's only the 
there's I did a story on this a couple of weeks ago, and Kirk is so so durable that he he lived through my jinx of saying he was durable and, and pointing out how many snaps he had played in his career and with the Vikings. That was only the, like the fifth snap that he's missed as a Viking um, that wasn't, you know, COVID or resting for the playoffs. So, yeah, I, you know, that was, you know, that's the kind of thing. And his running, you know, Kirk can run a little bit. And he's so he's getting some credibility in that regard and some toughness. Um, and he's kind of coming out of his shell when it comes to giving his players some time uh, to make plays. So, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a lot to do with Kirk. Uh, you know, a, they have a, they have a quarterback that's not the best in the league, but he's better than a, than the majority of them. There was a play he he made against the Packers way back when to Adam Thielen double cover down in the end zone. Adam Thielen falling backwards, making an incredible grab. It was it was a phenomenal grab by Adam Thielen for a touchdown. Kirk said later, "Yeah, on, on seeing that, I probably shouldn't have made that throw. That was his mentality." And then. I think uh, Zimmer tried to get him to change that a little bit to maybe throw some balls up to their to his decent receivers and see if they can get those 50-50 balls. Now it seems like it's actually really starting to happen more. Um, throwing that one up to Jefferson, which I contend is, was uh, a mild pass interference, could have been called. Uh, um, you got to do that. You got to, and he did one last week. He threw one to uh, to Jefferson that uh, he went out there and made a play. That's that. That's I, I think that's part of what Aaron Rodgers has done forever. He he trusted Devontae Adams to go out and make plays, and his odds were better of that being making that play than not. See, you, you got to make those throws because the other team are good and they have people that can cover your players. And if you never take that chance, if you just dink and dunk and go underneath the the behind the sticks, you're just you're not going to win any games. So I, it's it's nice to see, but like you said, you got to live with that uh, live with the other side of that. If you can. Yeah, and, and on the first possession of the game, you know, this they, they might be the best team in the league at, at opening drives. I mean, they're the confidence that they have, and the fact that they don't, they don't, you know, last year they they could move the ball on the first possession, but they'd always have a holding penalty. They'd always have a uh, a false start. They do something. They put themselves at second and fifteen, second and twenty, first and twenty. You know, they're not doing that now. Uh, he had a contested ball. You know, twenty five for uh, for Washington uh, played some great tight coverage. He's the one that had the, the deflection that the ball got intercepted in the end zone. Um, Kirk challenged that guy and Kirk didn't do that. Uh, if the Philly game, Kirk did not do that with, you know, the guy that was covering uh, Jefferson. So that's part of the, of the evolution of this, you know, of Kirk and Kirk having the coach that's better for him uh, is being comfortable taking more of these chances. And, you know, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be an interception that loses the game at some point. You hope it's not in the play. You hope it's not in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but you're you know it, there's gonna be something. They are not gonna win every single game the rest of the regular season. I don't I don't believe. So there's gonna be adversity, and it can't be like, hey, go wait, go to love Kirk in his uh, shirtless chain look, and and then beat the crap out of him if he happens to throw a pick. You know, it's not a perfect position. He's not. It's good to see Kirk. Uh, there was a stretch last year where Kirk didn't have in a, a pick or was it the year before? I forget which one it was. I think it was last year. And it was like, it's at some point it was like, you know, at, at what point does that become? I don't want to say a negative stat, but not the great stat that it's that people think it is because it's just this, this way of playing that, you know, is not how you should play whenever you have that much skill around you. And I know that the, a point of contention with Zim last year was that Cowboys game, and Kirk played a very conservative, refused to come out of his shell in that game, almost, and it was like, well, I, I figure we're playing uh, Cooper Rush. All I got to do is not throw an interception. We'll win the game. Well, you know, Kirk stepped back from that game, I believe, and was too conservative. So um, this is, uh, you know, you learn a little bit in this league every year, and Kirk's in year 11, and he's, yeah. you know, he's still evolving. So that's – Good to see. It, it it is good to see everything we're seeing from him on and off the field is him coming out of his shell and and I love Zim and and uh, uh, feel for him right now for sure. But uh, I I think KOC has knows how to get the best out of Kirk more so than than Mike Zimmer did. So hopefully that's oh, the, the no, same. No, no question. No, no question there. Um, Dalvin Cook had a tough game on the ground. Uh, 
We came up huge with that big one-handed grab. Uh, you know, our, our we've had more down games at running back than good ones. He's had a few good ones, some okay ones, but some of more of them are are not the Delma Cook we know. What what did you think of his performance, and is there a concern there with the running game? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's it's a, it's a concern. That 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 Washington front is is special. I mean, they if they had a quarterback. And if they had, um, you know, I love Taylor Heineke, and he's got some magic, but long-term, it's unsustainable. Carson Wentz is, you know, he plays on a new team every year, and they find out that he just doesn't have it anymore. Um, but that that, that that defensive line is really, really extraordinary. And you're also seeing this, uh, this running game isn't the – you know, it's not a running team anymore. They're trying to be balanced to kind of keep their passing game from being too predictable. Um, but, yeah, it was a little bit concerning then in the fact that I don't think any of their first down plays were longer than four yards or something like that mm. running. Yeah. Um, so there was a couple games ago, I forget which game it was, where um, their their second downs were like – or the third – like all their – Third downs were like third and three, third and four, third and five, uh, manageable where they you know converted a ton of them. So yeah, it's it's concerning, but it's um, you know Dalvin Cook is still a, a vital vital part of this team, but he's not the workhorse to carry the team guy. So um, concerning, but not. A lot, you know, sound the alarms. I guess. I'd like to see him used more in a pass game like he was. They had him out on a number of, of, of uh, patterns. Um, not all of them thrown to, not all of them hooked up, but that one sure did. It was big. Uh, Justin Jefferson, this I find remarkable, even though we all knew it. It's his first touchdown since week one against the Packers. That's amazing. Uh, uh, he had seven catches for 115 yards and that big 47 yarder, plus a, a jet swoop for a first down that was big. I mean, you just said it earlier. And I, my my question is to say, what does this say about about the offense and how you said balance and it and and Kirk's looking all over it for he doesn't matter who he's throwing to, he's got to throw to everybody, especially around the red zone. Yeah, and, it, and his uh, the jet sweep was interesting in that you know it's a reminder of like. You know, Justin Jefferson is not a physical player. He's not a you – know, like Cordero Patterson, you know, people bounce off Cordero. And, um, but he has a way of moving that he can really maneuver in traffic that's, that's interesting to, to watch because people don't bounce off him. He just finds a way to find right. little cre- cracks and such. So that's a, that's a – I think he scored on one of those between week one and now. Oh. <laughs> Didn't he say – Maybe it was his first receiving touchdown since week one. But, yeah, I don't think they lack um, when they get in the red zone, red zone for a target. You know, they Thielen and uh, Madison, uh, Johnny Munt, you know, and now Hawkinson. Is, well, wait till that guy gets up to speed. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot of people when they get down to the red zone to worry about. Uh, yeah, I was burying the lead. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson had nine catches, or nine catches on nine targets for seventy yards, and and a lot of them were big. Uh, and you you added this note to me. You said one game was better than Irv was probably ever will be. Uh, that that's uh, what did you think of Hawkinson's performance? And it, it certainly uh, put some writing on the wall for eighty four, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, and that's not that's not a knock on Irv. Irv. You know, this guy's just a better – he's a better player than her. He, this guy was the eighth overall pick in the draft. Um, hey, Irv, it's, we've talked about, you know, potential for Irv for so long. This guy comes in on a on a Tuesday – or he gets traded on a Tuesday, arrives on Wednesday, and on Sunday he had more catches for more yards than Irv ever had in 30, 40 games as a Viking. So, you know, I, I, I say that – it's kind of a charmed season. You get to the, you know, a good example, you get to the uh, trading deadline. Your lead is three and a half in the division, okay? The Packers don't trade for anybody. The Bears trade away everybody. And the Lions give you the guy, the, exactly what Kirk, Cousin need, Kirk Cousins needs to go to the next level. I mean, it's like, you know, what? Is there a magic wand being waved over the NFC North? Right. It's uh, 
Uh, it's a purple wand, I'll tell you. It's just everything has, you know, I, no way in the world did I think the Packers, uh, would, you know, I mean, people who are saying that, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers included, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to turn it around. No, you're not. You went to Detroit, was giving up 32 points a game, worst in the league, and they scored eight points. Uh, that's a broken, broken team, and it has much more to do with just Devontae Adams. I mean, I, granted, they got no receivers that he trusts. And in a lot, a lot of ways, like you said earlier, it's the role reversal. You see um, highlights of Aaron Rodgers and guys that might be getting open, and Aaron doesn't trust that they're going to get there. And doesn't make the throw. That that's what Kirk was doing, and now Kirk's kind of making the challenging throws. And uh, so, yeah, in a in a way, it's um, I don't I don't think Kirk's going to win MVP. Uh, just the odd thing about Kirk is that uh, when the Vikings do well, they people talk about is Justin Jefferson going to be the MVP? When any other t- other team, uh, Buffalo, Philadelphia, uh, you know, is, is the quarterback going to be the MVP? Right. So. It's another Kirk interesting uh, yeah. nugget. Real quickly, got to mention, because he's a Mankato guy for a time, uh, Adam Thielen had three grabs, I think. One of them was phenomenal, outstretch, running full speed, and made a nice catch in a big big moment. It was uh, His catches included his 500th career one, and that puts him behind just Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Undrafted, dude out of Detroit Lakes, man, 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 Minnesota State Mankato, and here he is. Third all time on the Vikings in receptions. Who would have thought that? Uh, probably him. <laughs> Other than that, um, uh, maybe his parents probably didn't even think that. Um, yeah, I mean, and that 500 catch was a good example of what, of how like Jefferson doesn't need to catch every ball because the attention of the, to Jefferson on that play is one reason that Thielen was open coming across the middle. I believe he dropped another one that could have yeah. been another decent catch uh, oh, yardage-wise. Right on at, uh, Adam Thielen's but, Go ahead. But I'm saying it's a, he's there. He's he's he, you know it's um uh the you know the, the the call for a third receiver. I don't I, I you know I, granted everyone has to have their clicks and everything, but it's like to me I an Odell Beckham Jr. in this mix would not you know. Uh, Maybe it's the Cleveland enemy. It's I just feel like that that would not be it. That would be kind of a, a toxic thing to put in put in with what what's going on. Now, right. Granted that it, you know, he went to the Rams and everything was set up for him to win. And I just think that you know with what Kirk has now, I think KJ is is more than good enough as your third guy. Um, yeah, I just I, I like where this team, especially now you got Hawkinson. Yeah. There were so many so many cases in that game. You're, you know. Where you know, you could tell that the teams that you could tell that the Washington Jack Del Rio was was thinking there's no way that Hawkinson's going to be a big part of in the first game because that you know all the attention was spread out and then here comes this you know looks like Bigfoot going down the middle of the field and they just throw it to him he's wide open and he can move after the you know after the catch um, just when that guy gets up to speed this is going to be even. Uh, I guess you shouldn't say up to speed. He's already up to speed, but whenever he gets more and more involved in this offense, uh, boy, he's going to be as he, he'll be up there with some of the you know the best tight ends in the league. With with uh, uh, Hawkinson getting four targets and nine catches, I mean, I'm sorry, nine catches and nine targets. Um, there's there wouldn't be enough to throw to Ojel Beckham to make him happy. It's just not worth it. You know, you get a KJ who who'll take who's happy to take the morsels he's got. Don't upset that locker room. I totally agree with you. Um, so I'm not gonna upset our locker room here. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break right now and be back. I'm gonna ask you about the offensive line real quick, and then we'll work on the defense. But uh, uh, while we're away, uh, take a look at that uh, manscape. Uh, they, they got a bunch of items that are make for good uh, holiday gifts. So check that out and come back to Vikings territory breakdown support for Vikings territory breakdown is brought to you by manscape who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels, manscapes performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over 6 million men worldwide who have met ma- trust manscape with the, this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 
VT Breakdown 20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls. Welcome back to the uh, influenza edition of Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm here, me or Mark Coffin. I don't know if Mark's sick, but I sure as heck am. But, uh, you know, you can't, you got, you know, as, uh, what's that guy, Dan Jenkins, once book once, you got to play hurt. And uh, great book, by the way. Um, so we're going to do that. Anyway, uh, Mark, how did you think the offensive line did yesterday? Good, bad, or indifferent? I, I, I know what you think about uh, Ingram and his play. I also saw it, I think I read yesterday that, Cleveland gave up nine pressures. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, one of the first times we've noticed Cleveland in a while because he there there was a, uh, I think it was a pressure, it wasn't a sack, but um, Jonathan Allen, you know, drove him back to Kirk basically and you know deposited him on Kirk's lap. <laughs> um, Ingram played so poorly, and uh, granted, it's Washington's got it out. You know, Payne is a, an amazing player. Allen's an amazing player. And maybe their best lineman is standing on the sideline, getting ready to come back and chase Young. Um, this someone that's are you overreacting? I'm like not not with not with Ingram because <clears throat> because to me we've seen enough to where he's just kind of lost in he's not horrendous, but he's just lost in pass protection. I think you know I, I can't believe I'm saying this as I wrote on Monday. It's like six game winning streak. You don't want to fool with the offensive line, but. Kirk takes that shot because of Ingram. Uh, Kirk get, has gotten, you know, it was a clear, you know, sack where, where Ingram whiffs uh, early in the game. I think it's time. I think I think Chris Reed is is a is a grizzled enough veteran has has enough starts to where you start thinking or preparing and, and let you know let the rookie sit down for a bit. Uh, he's your future, but um, there's just too many cracks up front that. You know, you don't want to – when Kirk's laying on the ground, you start thinking, okay, you know, maybe this is not the first time the right guard has put him in that position. Um, so, yeah, I, and and you say this from completely from the outside. Uh, you don't see – we don't see practice. We don't have a sense for, you know, what their true feeling is on Reed. He's been inactive every game. Uh, but certainly something worth thinking about, I think. Uh, yeah. For what, for what we're seeing – uh, Cleveland, I thought was, you know, like I said, we noticed him because he was not playing well. You know that he's earned enough; he's got enough good games in the bank to not worry about him. Uh, you know, the tackles uh, are going to. Darisaw is going to be all pro if he keeps going, isn't? Yeah, he? I mean, Darisaw, Darisaw is a an all pro in the making. It's a it, it's a matter of like because especially at left tackle, you know, a guy gets in as all pro and then he just kind of rides it, you know. For years, um, especially now, you know the All Pro has changed. Uh, where it used to be, you just vote for two tackles, uh, and then in recent years, it was like, hey, we, you know, let's you got to vote for a right tackle and left tackles. Um, so a lot of right tackles over the years never got All Pro because you, know, you just, it was always two left tackles that got All Pro. Well, um, you know, he has that look to him and that balance and the power. He might be the the most one of the more, more balanced players I can remember seeing. He's just kind of, yeah. You know, it's almost like when you know when when the football gods may look at a left tackle, kind of here's a guy that I mean physically, um, and he certainly seems to have the temperament for it and uh, the confidence. And so yeah, I can see him being all pro uh, multiple times. Go look at some of his highlights, and he he sends some of those defensive backs flying when he goes downfield. It's amazing. Darisaw does, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, – to have that kind of balance when you got those guys coming off the edge and, the, you know, the different types of rushes you have, the spin guys, the, the guys that get almost parallel to the ground and go around you, to be able to not have to reach is and just be kind of yeah. this planted presence uh, is what you look for. And, you know, the irony is uh, it took them so long to find all these pieces on the, on the offensive line. Uh, Spielman did, and whenever they start to blossom, you know, too late for him. Got to run to the defense real quick because I thought they had a big game. You know, they're playing Tyler Heineke, who who is eventually going to do some of the things he did, like throw that one down in triple coverage that the ref helped him out on. We'll talk about that later. He threw the pass to Harrison uh, Smith that you talked about in the last segment. And uh, he also had some great throws. He had some great plays, but uh, – 
uh, the defense was was stout. Um, you know, twenty to seventeen, they only gave up seventeen points. I think they only gave up ten personally, but uh, they had they had it. They had another good game, and they're doing this year what we needed them to do last year when Kirk was putting them in the position to win some games, and then the defense would go out and then give up a quick touchdown, and Kirk would have to come back in and try and win it, and wasn't able to do it as with alacrity as he is this year. So uh, g- give me your uh, thumbnail on the defense overall and how they do it. For me. Well, yeah, I mean, they, <clears throat> boy, you and I are, uh, is this the, uh, I, I got four shots the other, a uh, couple weeks ago, so I shouldn't have anything. I have so much vaccine in me. I could probably drive Kirk to the airport right now you're, and not have juicing. a problem. You're juicing, yeah, man. So um, uh, what were we talking about? The, the, the defense, yeah, I mean, the, you wanted them to do it last year, but uh, big, big difference. Uh, let's not lose sight of this. Now, yeah, this is not just meant to defend Zimmer. It's it's reality check. The uh, Neil Hunter was gone these games. Everson Griffin, as soon as he hit his stride, was gone with his mental health issues. Uh, Harrison Smith missed a game with COVID. Um, Patrick Peterson missed a key game or two with COVID. Um, <laughs> So all of this uh, is a factor, and um, I do I do give the Vikings, and uh, I mean uh, O'Connell almost has a, a user key when he refers to his sports science people, Uriah, and um, uh, the two names of their of their of their trainer and their sports medicine yeah. guy. It's kind of rolls off his tongue. Yeah, so it sounds like a country music uh, team whenever he says it. Um, but, you know, so they get credit for keeping these guys fresher and, and uh, you're not seeing a lot of the soft tissue injuries. So it's not just sheer luck, but there is also some luck involved when you're in staying healthy. Um, so this defense is at, you know, Tomlinson was out, but it's basically been at full strength the entire year. Um, you, Zadarius Smith is player of the week one day, player of the month the next day. Uh, it might be player of the year at the end of the season if he keeps going. Right. Um, he did, you know, the the the, the shame and I guess um, player of the year. Because I know sacks get noticed. I mean, I vote for this stuff, and you sacks catch your eye, pressures catch your eye, um, interceptions obviously. Um, but you know, Darius Smith had a great game the other day. He didn't yeah. get a sack. He didn't get a sack. One was taken away by his face mask penalty. Um, you know, but one of Hunter's sacks is, you know, Zadarius is right next to him rushing, you know, and the, they pick up or they're able to pick up Zadarius and Hunter's on the outside of him. Now, if Zadarius is on the, if, they, if they're switched, you know, Zadarius gets the sack. <laughs> so Zadarius had a, a major impact on that game, but didn't have a sack. Right. So it's like, it's like, he, you know, Hunter had two sacks, had a great game, but it just, it's, there's more to it than just the sacks. And, um, so, but Hunter is definitely getting, you know, more comfortable. Um, he had his hand in the ground. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, they, they, they played, they played, they played well. And they've also kind of, uh, they look night and day different than say the Philadelphia game um, where they just look like, you know, we're going to let them do whatever they want and we'll try and tackle them eight yards down the field. Yeah. Um, they're, they're the, the rush is better. The coverage is better. And, um, you know, I'm not saying I'm totally sold on the defense, but they are doing what they said in that they're, they're moving along, progressing in this defense. They're keeping them in games. And, you know, I was <clears throat> before the show, I was listening to K fan and they had one of those guys, you mentioned one of those trainers on talking to Paul Allen and he, they were talking about the fourth quarter and, they were talking about the conditioning that this group does that probably maybe uh, uh, what's his name? The former athletic trainer had him doing oh. in years past. I can't even think of his name. He's only gone. Well, Sugarman. I, I, I don't yeah, Eric Sugarman. Yeah. He, he said a tribute. I said, that's a fine line where you, you, you work them enough conditioning wise, but you got to get them off and get them away from that. So you don't overdo it. And so far it's been good because there are times when the Vikings are defenses on the field has been on the field more than the offense. And I haven't seen any fatigue that's really showed up at the end of games. In fact, it's been quite the opposite. Is that a thing you think or, or not? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, they had, this team had a 
had a pretty good stretch. You know, uh, I don't want to crown them as like guys who have figured out the, they've cracked the code and they've solved nope. the. Um, but it's different. You know, they, <clears throat> but um, everything they've kind of said has they, they followed up with actions, um, starting with you know going to London, not taking the bye, coming back and winning that game. You know, granted, it, a lot of times it's who you play. I mean, if you're playing the Cowboys when you get back from, or say, uh, the, the Eagles when you get back from London, it might have been a different story. But, you know, you, you can't play what if. So they come back from London, they win that next week. Then they then they go down to Miami and win in that heat. Um, and again, you know, sort of the luck of the draw, you know, you're playing, a, you're playing Miami's Third string quarterback, he gets hurt, so they're playing the second string quarterback. Lucky, lucky horseshoe, that's all it is. So, My God. so that's a lot of that stuff is a factor in that. But in saying that, they could have gone down there and wilted in the heat, and didn't matter who their quarterback was, they would have gotten laid with a loss. So everything that they've said, they've backed up with actions. Um, so yeah, they're they're wow, that's. That's amazing for the for the wise old curmudgeon to. I mean, owl. I've been saying that. I've been I've been I've been saying that since we were talking about this. The, the hardest part for me, grudgingly, well, no, not begrudgingly. Uh, I've been talking about like they putting their footprints in the snow since back when we were like. I just didn't like this whole, you know, and there was nothing going. You know, they hadn't even had a draft yet. We were just like, oh my gosh, analytics is the best, and offensive young genius is the best. You know, so what I'm saying is that you know, a lot of things that they've said, you know, obviously yeah, they're, they're, they're coming right. through. Right. You're right. And so I guess I'll take that. I was beginning to wonder if they had to be playing meaningful football in February and for for you to give them some credit. But you're, you're giving them credit, so I'll, I'll, I'll let it pass this week. Um, uh, Caleb Evans, my goodness, what a game. Six tackles, two for a loss, and one big pass defended. You know, uh, what's his name? Dancer went down with an injury. Uh, and, and he, I don't think he's going to play in Buffalo. And they're already down uh, other cornerbacks. And Caleb, rookie, later later drafted rookie, came up and had a huge game. Yeah, and it's – again, it's <clears throat> it's like the, the complete anti-Zimmer season. Another little, uh, <laughs> another little wing of that is – you drafted a corner in the second round. He's he's injured. He's yep. not up to speed. He's not able to play. Uh, one of the few corners in the league, rookie corners, that was drafted who's not done anything on defense. He hasn't played one snap. And it doesn't matter because they picked another corner in the fourth round who st- has stepped up and now will start this game. And it's the game's not too big for him. So, you know, uh, Zimmer was – scratching and, and clawing to try and keep corners around. And now they got, you know, they get added to the depth. Right. Um, and this guy is, uh, he's a good player. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a really good tackler, which, you know, there aren't a lot of corners that are that tackle the way he does. I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, he tackles like they taught you to tackle when it was seventh grade, you know, and wrapping yeah. up and, um, and all this stuff. So, yeah, um, they'll if it's Josh Allen, I'm sure that they'll be picking on him. I'm sure he'll be seeing digs. Um, and if they don't have if they don't have Pete, if they keep Peterson on one side, which they certainly did, um, uh, the Cardinals game and why Hopkins was going crazy on the other side. I mean, Diggs is going to, you know, be going against Evans quite a bit. I would imagine, you know. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it's 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 uh it's worth mentioning real quickly though that uh, the Vikings rookie class this year, this first draft by Quasi uh, and and Kevin O'Connell, has been basically non-existent. Got seen is out for the year. Uh, Booth has hardly played. Um, you got Ingram who has started and played, but he hasn't been superlative yet. But you finally get somebody in in Evans who from that rookie class who stepped up and made a contribution. It's been the Vikings are doing this with their free agents plus Zimmer and Spielman's team a little bit. So you have to. Oh yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit. But, but um, you know, there, there's some good picks in there. I mean, Asamoah is a, mm-hmm. is a, is a really good special teams player. Um, seeing, you know, you can't, that's, it's, 
It's right. hard to rip them for that just because that, you know, that's going to happen. Out on that. Yeah. Um, you know, Booth is, is a disappointment, but it's not over yet. It's right. disappointment, I guess, because he was hurt and now he's healthy and he's been passed by a fourth rounder. So, um, do you, you know, think they're going to play Evans rather than Booth this week? Because Booth. Well, certainly they. Well, I mean, in that game, they turned to him instead of Booth. Yeah. And he he didn't uh, disappoint. <laughs> fourth down, key fourth down stop. Um, two tackles for loss, I believe. So be kind of crazy to go to Booth whenever you went to him in that situation. And then you got a whole week to prepare. Um, no, I, I mean, he starts if, if, if Dancer can't. I mean, I'd be stunned. It make, make, would make absolutely no sense if Booth started after what uh, Evans did for him. Yeah. Uh, just a couple other names I want to mention. Hicks and Kendricks, another another big game, although Kick, uh, Kendricks looked bad on one play where Tyler Heineke spun around him. I know you commented on that. And Tonga and Wanham, one Tonga with a pass block and Wanham with a sack. Uh, they did well in London without uh, Dalvin Tomlinson. I really think the defense deserved a better fate without that touchdown score. I mean, they only gave up 263 yards. I thought the defense overall. Yeah, uh, and I was joking. I said I don't, I don't think I didn't think it was possible for Eric Kendricks to look that bad on a play. Uh, someone then when I said that, someone said, "Well, uh, Keenum was going to slide and fooled him." I, I don't think he was, but I, I'd have to go back and look at it. Not Keenum. That, 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 yeah. uh, I'm sorry, uh, Heineke. Yeah, that, that, either or, you know, it's uh, <laughs> kind of interchangeable. Right. Um, that Heineke was. Uh, was was going to slide and and Kendricks got fooled by that. I don't think he was, but I'd have to see yeah. it again. Um, but yeah, it's like that <laughs> was. Uh, it's like wow, that, you know, that's like I've said before. It, with all those stars on that defense, I have a hard time not ranking him number one as the best player on that defense. Right. A lot of guys get more, you know, more celebrated, more talked about. Might be better players, uh, but uh, there's something about Kendricks and the way he plays, and he's starting to come out of it. He's starting to come on a little bit more. In Zimmer's defense, uh, the guy, the guy knew everything, you know, five seconds before it was going to happen, and I right. loved watching him play that way. Now in this defense, with Hicks being a little more uh, experienced in this type of defense, you see Hicks making more plays, and but I think Kendricks is right there. When the two of them get up to speed, uh, whenever you know, that, that's uh, those are two of the you know two of the better inside linebackers that you have playing next to each other. Um, but yeah, that, I thought the defense. Yeah, the defense is uh, carried carried their share of the water for sure. Yeah, I saw that play and I thought, who the heck is that? I go, oh god! I, my first thought is that Kendricks, and I was just shocked. You know, like you, you, know, you don't have. I'm to sure, he was like, too. Yeah. Can you imagine the film room on Monday when I saw that one? Well, that's <clears throat> part of the reason you call him Keenum is because I remember in in 2017 there were times where Case Keenum had. 12 guys on top of him and, and it, and he just all came out of the pile and, right, you know, right. four feet tall and his arm wasn't strong enough to throw it 20 yards. And he's throws it downfield and uh, comes up five yards short and they get a pass interference penalty. And, nice. um, you know, there's a reason that Zimmer never came out and said, he's my starting quarterback. Cause right. I think Zimmer was like, how long is this, uh, how long is this magic carpet ride going to last with this guy? Well, we lads here need to take a break for some more hacking and wheezing on, on, on the other side. So check out Manscaped ad and uh, come on back to Vikings territory breakdown. Football's back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped, state-of-the-art tech will have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West or the NFC East. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code VTBREAKDOWN20. That's VTBREAKDOWN20. Get it today. Welcome back, folks, to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, Greg, G Money, Joseph with two big uh, uh, Next question. Next question. <laughs> I uh, I I was surprised they took the the uh, 
points off the board because of the history of the previous week and what's been going on with him. You know, it's almost like uh, you, you know, there is some luck involved with that. I mean, the, the Cardinal rule in football is never take points off the board. Go and let your defense and let them make a mistake and have your defense hold, you know, let, let the other team make a mistake. But um, you, you got to hand it to them. And they, they were chip shots, but you still got to make those kicks. And he made them both. And I was surprised as heck, but uh, it worked out. And, you know, so go ahead. Talk about Greg. He, yeah, Greg Greg ruined my uh, my bold prediction of uh, How so? 24-23 uh, Washington. He's going to miss a PAT. You know, I was the boy crying kicker. Uh, but no, but seriously, um, that, that's huge for him. I mean, that's that's the kind of kick and the kind of trust and the kind of outcome that gets a guy out of his funk. Um, not only do they take points off the board, they basically they had two minutes where they were because of Ron Rivera challenging that making that stupid challenge and losing a timeout and 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 having to stand there for six minutes while um, a rookie coach toys with him and the clock and gets it down and beats him right at the end. I mean that's how about I mean, that? Uh, I mean you just don't see that. I mean <laughs> I, you should have seen. It's almost like uh, O'Connell and I'm, I have no idea, but he knew exactly what to do in that situation. There wasn't waiting from the call upstairs or somebody to tell him what the analytics might do. He knew exactly how to handle it. He knew how many timeouts Rivera had left. He, he said, okay, we're going to just milk this clock down as far and we're going to kick it again and see if you can beat us with 12 seconds on the bloody clock. I mean, everybody yeah. that's sitting back in their couch knew that that was the thing to do, I think, because we're all geniuses on, on handling oh. the final two minutes. But, you know, it, it just seemed like he knew exactly what he was going to do, went and did it, and it worked out to a T. Yeah, I mean, his he and his people know. I mean, he, he gets, you know, there's people on the headset yeah. you know, that, that's helping him out. Um, but, like um, not, like I said, not, not only did they take points off the board, they basically, you know, tap danced around the five-yard line for two minutes. And, you know, they could have scored. Should they have, <laughs> have let him score, Mark? Should they have let uh, what's his name, uh, Cook, score and give me seven? It would, have been, it, it would have been it would have been interesting to see if if they would have tried to let him score. There, it might have. It, it, I don't think the Vikings. I think the Vikings are disciplined enough that they would have they would have fall they would have fallen down and waited for him to touch him. I, I don't think the Vikings would have if the, if the, if uh, Washington would have let him score or tried to let him score. I, I think they would have laid down, and it would have been like a battle to see who. Maybe, maybe. Uh, did we see this in a Browns game or something where they tried to drag him into the end zone? Yes. They yeah. tried to. Uh, it was Cincinnati, Cleveland, or something where they tried to drag, <laughs> drag the offensive guy into the end zone for the score. Uh, you would have seen something like that because they, these guys are so like uh, programmed by these situational masters, which is another thing we kind of laughed at and made fun of them, but. You know, I come out of this game thinking, hey, uh, Ron Rivera, you might want to maybe make an appointment, call and get a reservation for the, the table in the back for the next res <laughs> situational masters meeting of the Vikings. Because, because you know, one one team, you know, did it and one team fumbled it away. Um, so, <clears throat> and, you know, taking the points off of what that does for a kicker that's making 64% of his kicks is huge. I mean, it's. Um, it's good that he made it because, you know, that would have, could you imagine if he had missed it and they oh, would have, it would have been lost in overtime. It would have been, what are you thinking? What are you doing? It would have been um, another total Vikings thing to do. So to do that with all, you know, granted, this is a guy who has no, he has no, uh, purple scar tissue. You're, you're the guy leading all of you scar tissued fans out important. of uh, your, important. out of your, your bunkers is a guy who's, free of all this stuff. Uh, he's never, he's never experienced the, the Vikings, uh, especially when it comes to kickers. So um, how that played out, I know it completely botched my, uh, my bold prediction, but uh, you know, hats off. Cause that was, that took some guts, you know, when your kicker is struggling the way he is. It did. You know, I heard that, uh, I think I read it or heard it that Greg Joseph went on the sidelines says, do I get credit for uh, both kicks in my, percentage my kick percentage no no he didn't I'm, I'm kidding anyway i gotta tell you a quick story <clears throat> i'm coaching my daughter in 
in grade school basketball, sixth or seventh grade, I can't remember which, and and we we get beat by a uh, a close game and bad call by a ref or a questionable call, and and we're driving home, and she's this little pixie with her blonde ponytail sticking out of the hat, sitting next to me in the driver's seat, and she is steaming. And I, to this point, I didn't even know she really cared one way or the other. And she is, I ask Paige, what's the matter? And she says, she starts going into blaming the refs for the loss. And I said, well, you know, it's really, you know, we really shouldn't be blaming the refs for the loss where, you know, cause there's all kinds of other things. Like she interrupts me. She goes, I don't blame the refs only when they deserve it. <laughs> Which I thought was the greatest line ever. So anyway, that's my lead in because I think that a refs deserve some blame for this game yesterday. They didn't blame the, the outcome did not, you know, go away from where we were, but I thought, and I know you and I went back and forth on uh, text messages last the past couple days, but, I thought they could have called something on uh, that that interception before the half on JJ down in the end zone. It wasn't a hail mary pass, and that's the way they kind of treated it. I, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but that's what I thought. I thought the 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 ref taking out uh, Cam Bynum for that interception was just as as amazing I've ever seen. I mean, he was so poor, so badly out of position, and then he he turns like, oh hell, I'm in trouble, and he kind of stumbles, and then he just drills. <laughs> Bynum and takes him away. That for sure takes seven points off the board for him. And there was a couple that go on the other way. I thought the 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 penalty on uh, on the uh, Washington team that that where they jumped on Bradbury or the, the long snapper during that uh, and caused that penalty. I thought you know you, it was a penalty for sure, and that's how yeah. you you got to call it. One of those you just kind of wish. Part of me it was almost like. We don't deserve that, but we'll take it. You know, I mean, but that's that's what's being a Vikings fan is like. I don't know. And there was a, there was a couple other ones. It's a tough thing to officiate. I thought uh, there were some big plays with officiating, and I'm not going to crab one way or there and say they're terrible this or that. But uh, and I know you had you you made some you were chatting about about another play, and I totally agree with this one. Uh, Cam Dantzler, who got uh, who got a, a a big penalty for for undercutting somebody and. Doing what uh, Winfield used to do is what you were saying. I thought that was interesting. So go ahead and yeah. talk about any or all you want I mean, there. I mean, Antoine Winfield would have gotten uh, that penalty about five times a game. Yeah. Antoine Winfield was one of the – was the. Uh, I don't know how many people are in this category, uh, but the best run-stopping corner has probably ever played the game. Um, and he was only 170 pounds. You know, he was 5'8", 170 pounds. But he would undercut tackles and guards and centers that were pulling around. He'd take them out, and he would get the, get the running back. So um, you can't do that anymore. The, the the guys on the edge when they're you cannot go low on the, on the lineman. Save knee um, injuries, right? To save injuries, uh, you know. yeah, player safety or whatever. But I, I, you know, how do you uh, how do you co- combat that? How do you coach against that? Okay, well, you know, Cam Dantzler. Is 190 pounds is what he's listed. He's probably lighter than that. Uh, he's got a 320-pound guard coming at him and a 220-pound running back behind him, and he's supposed to stop the run. If he takes him on up up high, he's probably he's gonna get you know obviously get run over. Yeah, I don't like that penalty. I don't. I just you know, uh, yeah. There's certain situations where you you know. If, uh, Crackback blocks are, you know, if, if you're, you're an interception and, and you block a guy when he's not looking and stuff like some of that stuff makes sense. That one makes no sense. I don't know how you play football with that rule in place. How is do you it, play isn't defense? Isn't him going down a little bit for his own player safety? <laughs> he's going. Yeah, that, 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 that's the other thing. The other thing is, you know, because we, we watch this, we watch the sport from, you know, the 10,000 feet level where we're we're looking down at these people going, why didn't that guy do that? Why didn't he see this? You know, uh, we might have been in that arena at uh, when we were children or young adults. Um, very few of us, uh, you know, the, the uh, certainly the people making our kind of money uh, didn't play it at, at a high at uh, the Troy Aikman. You know, the Troy Aikmans, those guys, uh, Tony Romo, all the guys making a bazillion dollars a year. They've been in that arena. They they know. But you know, to me, it's like yeah. My point is. Uh, say, say that's the rule. You're not allowed to go hot and low, and you got you got 560 pounds of of human coming at you uh, in pads. 
you know, you're obviously go, you're going low. You, you you have no choice but to go low. And they aren't going to change but, the rules for the defensive backs no, in that regard. No, no, and that's just one of my one of my many things when it comes to like when you start legislating defense out of this game, one rule at a time, one year at a time. Eventually, it's going to come back to bite you on the ass because it's there's only so much um, scoring that I. Yeah, you know, Grant, I, I was laughing with Harrison Smith about this for a story I did, and and I said something about, I, I go, Harrison, don't you think, you know, because he and I have talked about this for, for years now, about the, you know, the defense is handcuffed and everything, and I said, you know, eventually, you know, it's going to lose the competition, and that's going to hurt the game, because, you know, uh, won't that, um, aren't people looking for competition? He goes, are they? Are they really? <laughs> and he's as if, like, no, they're not, and then he says, he said, you and I aren't the, aren't the target audience. Uh, me for being old and him for being a defensive guy. Um, so, yeah, that's it's just that slowly chipping away of, like, we got to just keep the offense on the field. We got to keep Patrick Mahomes yeah. of the world on the field. And we got to, like, just keep them score, score, score. And I don't about- like it. And I thought Cam Dantzler made a – Antoine – this would be the only time I've ever said it and maybe the only time I'll ever say it. Cam Dantzler made an Antoine Winfield play yeah. uh, and got, and got, and the result was not third and 12 on a two yard stop. It was first and 10. The field, you know, position flipped right. for about two or three possessions. And the, and the Washington got a field goal out of it in the end of that whole, it's, so I had a big impact on that first half, that, that one penalty, I thought. I understand from an NFL standpoint, you, you got a product. You want to keep the product on the field. You want to mean, maintain the excitement of the product for, for your 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 audience, your clientele. I get it, um, but yeah, I I I, I lean, I, I I was weaned on the the old game, and uh, maybe guys' careers were shorter and what have you. But uh, I don't know. It, it's it's uh, it's it's a tough. I, I understand it's a tough line to walk, and I hope they aren't going in the direction you're describing, where they're gonna going to take so much out of it there isn't any competition anymore i don't want 50 to 50 to 50 49 games i you know i i those are exciting but if everyone was like that you'd get bored after a while with that you know you want competition that's whenever i would watch the big 12 um that's mother i don't know who's in i I can't even name who's in what conference anymore in college football but when you watch the big 12 there's always that exciting game that 56 54 (laughs) 14 overtime game. No, it wasn't because they just all he did was score, 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 run up down the field. Oh yeah, we got a we got a we got a great game going on. No, you don't, because <laughs> no one's stopping anyone. Um, we got uh, we got a race to the finish here a little bit, but uh, I'll check in with our NFL insider Mark Craig and ask him about NFL news with the Packers. I mean, it might be the last week we have to talk about the Packers because I think they're done and. Uh, but if I if I stop talking about them, then I can't remind you how you picked him to be in the Super Bowl. So I do have to do that. But uh, you know the race for the NFC North is nearly over. There's talk if they if they won all their games and teams lost, they could clinch by Thanksgiving, which is amazing. But I don't think that's going to happen either way. But uh, are, are the Packers tanking, Mark? What the hell is going on with that team? Well, they're not they're not tanking, but they're 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 terrible. Um, I didn't watch the, the Lions game. I, I, I just saw the highlights and some, yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Three uh, picks for Rodgers. Yeah, you could see some of those throws were like, and then, I don't know, maybe they, you go, are they tanking? But I, I mean, what, what would Rodgers be tanking for? Um, I, yeah, they're, they're, they're horrendous. And, um, yeah, I, it's not just Devontae Adams. It starts there. Um, yeah. But and then now they, they lost uh, Rashawn Gary. Um, and their defense they're, is they're, solid, and it's just yeah. Not. This this is going to be a. Uh, I thought that he and Brady would be going down the tubes together all the way the rest of the season with Brady, given uh, by the Rams, given that last like fifty seconds, if that, uh, no timeouts, and he took them down the field and scored a touchdown. Because they were already seeing Brady had thrown 52 passes without a touchdown, first time in his career. Um, whoever was doing the game said, uh, well, "There's going to be a lot of those for him this year on these firsts and everything." But he wins. He's four and five, and he's 
He's actually leading his division. I think they're fourth in the NFC. And uh, yeah, well, if, if, if the Vikings were the Vikings of last year, the Packers would be right up there too. You know, I mean, that's, well, this, but, I'm this, say, this, but I'm saying is like, you know, you know, by the, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is done. Packers right. are done. Um, but Tom Brady can 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 work his way out of this, and you know, say you get to the playoffs and Tom Brady is is eight and nine and he's in the playoffs as the fourth seed, some stupid record like that. <clears throat> Do you want to play him? I, you know, that'd make me a little nervous. Yeah. The Patriots win again and they're lurking. The Vikings have to play them on Thanksgiving night. And that's never, a, you know, playing Belichick is never something uh, you want to. It'll be in prime time and it'll be quite exciting. But uh, you, you sent over the stat league-wide. Seven of, the, seven of the 14 teams now holding a playoff seed did not make the playoffs last season. Four of them are in the AFC, Baltimore, the Jets, Miami, the Chargers. Three are in the NFC, Vikings, Seattle, and the Giants. Interesting the way this, this league turns around so quickly. Yeah, the three storylines right now that are just absolutely fascinating to me are the, the, two jet, you know, the two New York, the Jets and the Giants, and now the Jets, I mean, before it was more so the Giants, I felt. Now it's the Jets, you know, beating Buffalo. They're playing, they're a team that's like, they're angry. They're, it's like all these years of being terrible. You know, they're, they're like pissed and they're playing with anger. And uh, it's really fun to watch. <laughs> and, then see, and then Seattle, Seattle and what's going on with the, you know, the fact that, you know, <laughs> I was joking. I said Denver traded for the wrong quarterback. They should have traded for Geno. Uh, oh my! So, I mean, and 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 you know, Denver's finding out that you know the Rams' way is not going to work every single time. You don't just you know the, the the Broncos obviously thought that they had themselves set up to just take a quarterback like like the Rams did, plan him in there, and this was a better quarterback, a more successful quarterback, a quarterback that's won a Super Bowl, uh, and it went the, it went south on them in a, in a hurry. Now they're one of the worst teams in the league. Seattle and Pete, Pete Carroll at 71 years old might be coach of the year. Uh, and Geno Smith could be, uh, you know, obviously comeback player of the year, but my goodness, if he keeps winning and they say they, you know, end up, uh, he's a QB and MVP uh, type guy. Um, we got a preview of the bills game. Uh, there's one huge headline we've touched on a little bit, but it, 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 it informs anything you might think about this game you know josh allen with a potential ulna cl or whatever his is on his throwing arm i believe on his elbow uh they're they're examining it i don't know if they've come out yet what's going to happen you know one would think they probably don't play him this week but i don't know and if they don't they get capes keenum i think it has a huge effect on the game that team is 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 great but boy oh boy they they lost like you said to the jets so they're they're a head scratcher a little bit at the moment the Vikings have a better record in this game going in. Uh, there's so many storylines. You got Leslie Frazier, Xavier Rhodes is on their practice squad. You've got Diggs and Jefferson. You've got, you know, all kinds of things. Oh, you got Harrison Phillips going back uh, for his revenge game. Um, but it's the Josh Allen one that leads the way on, on the headlines, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and you got the two the two Cook brothers. I don't know how much James is playing. Um James' first play in the NFL, he fumbled, and uh, it was back in week one, I think. Yeah, I had him on my think, fantasy team, and immediately after that, I said, well, maybe not. But he's, he's played yeah. better since. Um, yeah, to me, it's um, – I was saying, I think I said to you, um, said, I don't think I'd want to play the, the, the Bills after they've lost a game. Uh, and then now maybe the, you know, the quarterback's not going to be playing. And, you know, to me, <clears throat> you lose Josh Allen, not only do you lose the arm – but every third and one, every third and two, third and three, where, you know, this avatar-sized you know, quarterback can just, you know, sort of like a – in a different way, Lamar Jackson. I, I joke with Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. If it's fourth and one on my own 11-yard line, I go for it because no one's going to stop these guys. Uh, it really gives you an element. Uh, and he, he, he scores touchdowns running the – running amazing um, he and uh so yeah it makes a huge difference but you know i still think the bills are the better team the bills have the better defense i think um but yeah it's a hard one to pick but where it's at you know i i go with the bills at home well you know i was uh 
I was all set to go with the Bills, no matter how much crap you're giving me. Here it comes. Here it comes. But I I would like a caveat. I I would like to see if you're amenable to this. If Allen plays. No, no, you got to make make the pick now. Nope. No, no bullshit. Oh, bull. Uh, I got to cut that one out. All right. Well, well, then I have to think about this here because, you know, I guess what I'm then betting on is whether or not Allen plays because I think they're health a lot better. They're ticked off because they lost and they're still at home. I, I'm afraid I got to go pick against the Vikings this week and pick the Bills. I think they're, at, you know, coming in before this week happened, they're the better team. The Vikings are they, the Vikings have a lot to prove. They've got to show that they can do this against good teams. You know, they, the Washington team had won three in a row and they were four and four, so they weren't terrible. But uh, it's still not that, you know, blue chipper that they're, they, they're proving against. And we're going to find out about them in the next three weeks. So I had said at the beginning of the year, and this was my Super Bowl team was the Bills, I, that uh, the Vikings would lose this one, so I'll stick with it. And I'll maintain my lead on you this week. So that, that takes all the yes. mystery and love out of it because I, I did jump ahead of you this week since you picked Washington. Yes. And, you know, to me it's like, okay, if they lose this game, you know, don't jump off, don't jump off the ledges. Then it becomes interesting to watch how do they handle the next week coming back to play Dallas and then playing on a short week against New right. England. They lose to Buffalo and they come back and beat Dallas and New England. You know, it, it tells oh, me that tells me a lot about this team. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I wish we could make picks. You know, I wish the like you know, on, on on the paper on Sunday you could say if this happens, I'll pick this, <laughs> and if that happens, that's not how it works. Well, you uh, want me to so, pick the Vikings, and I and I, I told you I wasn't going to. I told you weeks ago. I said I got the Bills as a win in this one, and so um, you know what? What I'm, I'm just going to do is pick. Pick the same thing you do the rest of the way, and I'm and I win. What do you think of that? We'll, we'll start letting you go first. We'll, we'll flip a coin. Um, but yeah, and, to me, it. and and Case, you know, who's to say Case uh, wouldn't yeah. uh, wouldn't have what up. it takes? He'll be fired up. Well, anyway, that's about all we got this week. Uh, it'll be a really huge game and and, and worth checking out. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Thanks Mark Craig. Thanks Mike Walden producing in the background. Uh, thanks, Joe Johnson, as always. And I, I will say one thing, you know, today's election day, go vote. You can't vote purple, but you can vote one of those other colors. And I'm not going to say either one because it's not political. But uh, uh, anyway, go vote and come on back. And we'll be here next week to talk about uh, the Vikings and the Bills and see if they can get to 8-1. and one. Thanks a lot to everybody. Skull. Skull.